to the Going Straight In podcast. Um, I'm back with Kiara today. Um, I think my dear white people and what the hell just happened in America kind of going to run together again t- today. Um, I want to start with the not-so-wonderful state of Texas and the not-so-wonderful Supreme Court justice that upheld the abortion ban that basically makes abortion illegal even in the case of rape in texas um if the the embryo the fetus is is six weeks or older um and this is this should be a dear white men or just men in general Mm -hmm. segment too we don't have the right to govern police whatever you want to call it what happens with the the female body Uh, but it seems like time and time again you have these mostly white early 70s late 60s men making making laws governing uh, the the body of women Uh, so start i'm just wanted to start there um Kara, you have any any thoughts as the the young millennial woman on uh, the the Supreme Court uh, ruling basically in favor of Texas? Uh, and I just saw the the Mexican Supreme Court basically upheld the a woman's right to abortion. Yeah, um, you kind of hit the nail on it on the head for me um, with saying how you know men don't have the right to govern our bodies and that's just the bottom line there's really no explanation for that um it's basic common sense um i guess i do have a few things if you know i feel like every point we can every point that they make for their reason why um our bodies need to be regulated can be refuted um one of those points um being that we need to um, stop this at the source. If we are really stopping conception at the source, that would mean regulating the man's body. That would mean, you know, passing laws to say, hey, if you do X, Y, and Z, you need to get a vasectomy. Or, um, you know... You know, things of that nature. And honestly, if it's, if vasectomies can be reversed, it just seems like common sense that, you know, things of that nature will be um, more acceptable to, be a, to become a law than governing women's bodies. Um, so I kind of think those things all go hand in hand when we talk about regulating a, a woman's right to make a decision for her life and her body. Um, and I, I, it's not that like, 
I am insensitive to um, on unwanted pregnancies that was that came from trauma. It's not that, but sometimes it's incredibly frustrating that that's always the number one argument because it's okay that some women just don't want children. It's okay if um, somebody just thinks it's not the right time or. They don't want to mess up their body, quote unquote. Like, you know, you never know someone's reason. And I just, I don't think that the reason is necessarily important. I think that the person being able to make the decision for themselves is what's important, despite the reason. Um, so that's something else I wanted to say about that. Um, and I have one more point. But I know that I forgot it. Um but yeah, I just, as a woman, it's incredibly frustrating. I did cry. Um, I know that some people will say, well, it's in Texas, it's not in Michigan. But the fact that the Supreme Court upheld it, I mean, that can happen anywhere. <laughs> that can happen in any state. Yeah, and um, the, the, the governor of Michigan recently, um, I want to say it was either yesterday or... Monday has now called on the state legislators to repeal um, an anti-abortion law that's actually already on the law books in Michigan. Oh, wow. I didn't um, know that. Um, but there there seems to be little to, to no will for any of the, the state legislators in, in Michigan to, to move on the, the governor's um, request. Um, to me, this is also one of the um, effects of, of Trump. I agree. Three, I mean, three of the justices that, that, uh, rule to to uphold it uh, were were appointees uh, of the the Trump administration. Also, I, I think uh, Ruth Gator is is, is probably rolling um, over in, in in her grave. Also, the, the, is this the, and I, this is kind of going to flow into our main topic too, could this signal the, the beginning of the end already for the, the Biden administration? You know, um, I guess my, my answer would be I thought that the end had already happened. Like, I I thought that we were past that point. I thought that we had already decided that, oh, yeah, this is one term. Okay, so let me, because um, our, our main topic today is um, Blacks and, and politics. Um, should we vote? Should we be active? Shouldn't we vote? Do we need a new party? Uh, let, let, I'll get my take after you, but as a young millennial, black women and uh, black older women really delivered the White House for Biden. Their reason why he made it out the, the Democratic primary, particularly in South Carolina. Um, 
what are your your thoughts just in general about I don't know this this crazy effed up political world we're living in right now. I have so many thoughts. Um, so I'm trying to figure out where to start. Um, I guess I will start with I am highly disappointed in what the Biden administration has done. Am I surprised? No, but I am disappointed. And I am very disappointed in myself because I did not want to vote in the past presidential election and had not planned to vote because I did not like any of the candidates. And I believe that we should vote for a candidate that we agree with and not the lesser of the evil because it's still evil and not for somebody just because we don't want somebody else to win. I think that we need to start um, being serious, um, being serious about the primaries and, and um, everybody voting for who they think is the better candidate and not, based on celebrity culture or based on money or anything like that. Um, I know I had kind of went off there, but I was disappointed in myself for voting or for voting because I did not want to. So now I've decided that if I don't like the candidate, I'm not voting and nobody is going to gaslight me and vote or die and show me all kind of uh, commercials and nobody's going to do that to me. And I highly suggest that we stop doing that to one another. Um, it's, it's just, you know, everybody wanted so bad for Trump to not be in office. And it's like, okay, but for what? Like what, what is so much better now? Not to say that I would prefer that he is president. I'm just saying we all, they told us to, they screamed vote. They, they gaslit us and told us to vote so we can have a better life. But all of the promises that this person ran on have gone unfulfilled. So, and then do we not think about the future? Do we not think about, okay, if we just make this person a placeholder are we not thinking about what the other party is doing to make sure that they can win in the next uh, election so it's funny that you brought up voter die because um my first presidential election i was able to vote in was the the voter die hip-hop election the election of 2004 like i remember Diddy came on with the Sean John Voter Dodge t-shirt. Like, I still have it so somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, just thinking, we got to get Bush out of office. Like, got to vote for Kerry. And I remember being upset when, when John Kerry lost. And then second time I'm able to vote is for Barack Obama. I get to, like, and I cried when he actually won 
the Democratic primary because I didn't think it was no way in hell. Uh, a black candidate was actually going to win a major party primary, let alone ever become president. So, hmm. I, I like I've, I was of the the millennial generation, being an older millennial that was excited to vote. Like I was raised that black people, we 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 always vote, and come hell or high water, we always vote Democratic. And you know what's funny is that it's not that I I was raised that way, too. I vividly remember fourth grade at DOS, Mr. Stevenson's class. Fourth grade was 2004, that election. Um, we had a mock election. I vividly remember, like, Mr. Stevenson asking everybody who they was voting for, and we all said... Um, who was it, John Kerry? Yeah. John Kerry. And because it's funny because John Kerry reminds me to this day of the tree off the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember just everybody saying it was voting for him because that's who our parents were voting for. I remember like everybody being excited to do those mock elections and voting in our little hut in our little boxes and um but I think that that excitement died down for us during college. I think it was college that introduced us to, hold on, wait. Because as we, you know, we learn more. We get out of our little bubbles and we are around more people who know different things. We in classes that are... Um, taught by people who do different research uh, projects and we expand our knowledge. So um, I think that it's not that we weren't raised that way. I think that we were, but I think that, I think that we are just not as traditional as older millennials are. Just in all aspects. And I think, because um, as I talk to older millennials, I think they're, they're grappling with the, the same dilemma that I'm grappling with. I don't really like any of the candidates that come out of the primary. Mm-hmm. But it's been tradition for me. To, I've been told time and time again to vote. Our ancestors died for the right to vote. And I remember vividly um, in 2016, like, I didn't like Hillary. I didn't like Trump. I'm like, I'm going to vote third party for, for uh, what was her name? Jill Stein. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, you better not vote third party. That's a, that's a vote for Trump. But it's like, if you really care, I feel like both parties could give us better candidates. Mm-hmm. And I agree. And that's exactly what I mean. Like, why? Who? Who is making the decision that the third party is a vote for Trump? We are. We are making that decision when nobody wants to pay for it, pay attention to any third party candidates and say, hold on, wait, I kind of like them better than the two parties. We need to get rid of this two party system, period. And I think that people need to just start paying more attention to whose policies align more with their values and paying attention to everybody. And I 
I don't know. I just don't see that happening in our future, especially now with like social media being so prevalent and everything and this celebrity culture. Like I don't need the people governing us to be on stage dancing and trying to appeal to black culture in that way. I don't need y'all doing that. I, I That's not what I need. So do, do you think, and I'm on you, former President Obama, do you, do you think he was a guy, I know he's black, but do you think he, him and Michelle were, were gaslighting black people by always being on like the Tonight Show having like Chance the Rapper come perform at the White House. Uh, yes, I do. Um, I don't think that it was really like super intentional. Like that was like the, I, the, the idea behind it. Like they were like, oh, like let's do this for black people because I do think that they genuinely like the artists that they do bring on and the people that they um, align themselves with. But as far as like, it's okay to be charismatic and it's okay to see, you know, them joke and stuff every now and then. But I don't need you tweeting. I don't, I really don't care to follow you on Instagram. Like, oh, look at her and her chucks and she can dab. Like, I don't need that. And I feel like, doing those things takes away from people paying attention to your policies and your politics. And that's, those are the things that are important, not whether or not you listen to the same music as me. Yeah. Cause I, it's cause I follow, I still follow like Barack Obama on, um, Twitter, Instagram, Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm always like, cause every summer he does like his Barack Obama playlist. And like, I'll see like 21 Savage or some, or, or, or a little baby on it. It's like, really? You, you, you listen to them? Like for real, like a J Cole and maybe I'm just being biased. Like I could see him maybe listen to like a J Cole, but like, it's been a couple hours like, did you just put that to like appeal to people or is this, is this really you? And I, I hate having to, to question that, but I also remember a former U.S. Senator told me like my senior year of high school when I went to DC and I got to sit, sit down with him. He said, he told me to my face, he, and this was a Democrat, Democrats don't care about black people. Why? Because we know that 90% of them is going to vote with us. Republicans don't care about black people because they know 90% of the black people going to vote Democratic anyway. So my struggle has always been, how do we really make our vote count? Because we've been told time and time again that Democrats are, are, are where it's at. And the Republicans are evil, and Republicans have done a lot of things that I don't agree with. But so have the Democrats. But you're always telling me that those are the only two parties I have to pick from. Well, to answer your question about really making our vote count, we need to start with combating voter suppression. 
that's just period. That's bottom line. That's number one, because that's another thing. That's another uh, another problem I have with screaming, go vote, go vote. And let's not pretend like everybody has access to vote. Let's not pretend like when the time comes, people are standing in line for 10 hours and then they're told, oh, the machines are down. Let's act like that don't happen every election in inner cities, but it's just like the suburbs, they don't have no faulty machines out there. Or, or this happens in the inner city all the time. They close the polling place. Mm-hmm. So now you have all these people have to vote at one polling location instead of having like multiple. Yeah. We're millennials. We have, you can do everything on your smartphone now. Why can't we vote on our smartphone? We just took the census online. You, yeah, I, I filled my census out using my phone. Okay. So you mean to tell me that we can't we can't vote? Okay, whatever. Like, I feel like we're supposed to be so technologically advanced, but in other countries, they can they can vote via computer, via phone, but we still have to go to this polling place. And now you're even telling me that I can't vote absentee unless I show my ID and I have to jump through all these hoops. Mm-hmm. Do you think voter suppression is another play on and this could have been a dear white people segment we're about to be in a minority we have to stop people that don't look like us from voting um i honestly never even thought about it that way um i just thought about it as racism like they just don't want us to and they know that if we vote we are likely to vote in our interest what a, but I don't even think I'm be honest I don't think black people know what their interests are hmm. that's fair I, I think we've been told to vote democratic so long that we don't realize that maybe this green party candidate or maybe this other third party candidate might be in our in our better interest. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. I, I just never thought about it like that. I, I feel like us as black people, we don't set the agenda. The agenda has always been set for us. You're going to vote for the candidate because he's a Democrat. He's the lesser of the evil. And on Republicans, they did nothing good for y'all in such a long time. Well, unless you're a pastor and then you benefited from faith-based money under George Bush. So, you as a, as a, a younger millennial... You said that you don't think you're going to vote in the next election. Mm-hmm. The 2022 midterms is coming up, and I'm wondering, as an older millennial, do I even waste my time voting in the in the, in the midterm? 2024, if the, if if the Democrats try to out Biden at this point again, 
they might as well just hand the keys to the White House to whatever Republican candidate come out. So I'm not going to plan to not vote. The plan is to vote. But the plan is to vote for who I see being the president or who I see being in that position and who I think is the right candidate. If nobody fits that description for me, then I won't vote. Nobody's going to guilt me into voting whoever is, oh, I know they both evil and I know this person do this and this person do that. We all need to stop doing that. And even if I'm in a minority right now, we got to start somewhere. And once upon a time, somebody was the minority in every movement that changed the world. So. So. Ice Cube had this this black agenda uh, that he supposedly gave to uh, Donald Trump and um, I guess Kamala Harris and Joe Biden refused to meet with him. And I I didn't I don't know when uh, Ice Cube became the spokesperson for uh, black people. Yeah, I'm a little lost there because I ain't never get a survey asking me what I thought the the important issues were. Mm-mm. What would you, what would it take for you to have faith in the Biden administration? I know he can do two big things for me that kind of renew my faith as, faith as an older millennial. One, I need him to go, come out and say he going to cancel all student loans. That was my number forward. one. That's my number one. And I wouldn't care if he ain't have the okay from the Justice Department, the Education Department. Say I'm going to do this as president and we can go to the Supreme Court and fight about it if if need be. Two, I need him. Trump appointed over 300-something judges at, at the federal court. I need him to expand the court. If you ain't going to expand the Supreme Court, at least expand the judges in the, the, the lower levels of the federal court because it hasn't been done since the 1980s. And it might be even older than that. I think Carter was the last president that, that added um, judges to, to the federal court system. We didn't have a population increase since then, but we still had the same number of judges. But you have the the Democrats wanting wanting to play nice. And, you know, that's incredibly frustrating for me because the Republicans, they're going to get what they want by any means. They're going to do exactly. The Republicans did exactly what they said they were going to do. We know that. We know that they're going to do that. They got that. They have a goal. They're going to reach it. The Democrats, though, oh, we we got to make sure that the Republicans don't get too mad. What? Huh? Why? Why are? Why do we care? And the only no, I think and the only thing I can think about the the Republicans, the only thing they weren't able to do that they said that they were going to do since the election of Barack Obama is. Mitch McConnell came out and said he was going to make um, Barack Obama a one-term president. But everything else they, they didn't did. They wanted control of the Supreme Court, check. They wanted to appoint all these federal judges, check. Mm-hmm. 
They wanted to lower the the income tax for um, corporations and and wealthy Americans. Double check. They wanted to get Trump into office to drive this agenda. It happened. That you wanted to suppress the right to vote. It's going on. You wanted to get Roe versus rid of Roe versus Wade. That's that's mm-hmm. coming down the line. And that is just incredibly scary. Like it is, especially like for me, I know so many women who have had abortions and just in the past year alone for various reasons. And I can't imagine how each of those women's lives would be right now if they had a baby. What would you say to those people that say abortion shouldn't be used as birth control? Because I've heard that. Or uh, adoption is an option. Adoption is an option, but who's to say that that child will have a better, will have a great life in adoption? There are, what is it, like 400,000 kids in the foster system right now? Yeah, and the the number is is growing every year. Okay, so who does adoption benefit? And, and, And just to add to that, adoption is extremely expensive in the United States. The, the whole process. So I, I'm always taken back when people say, well, you can put the kid up for adoption. One, you don't know what's going to happen to the child. Mm-hmm. Who is it going to be placed with? If it's going to find a family at all. If they're going to grow up basically an orphan for their, their childhood and, and teenage years. But not to cut you off, um, I, I've never heard a woman who has endured pregnancy or is even empathetic to women who have endured pregnancy say that 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 adoption would be an option like oh that's like an adoption would be just an easy option that's what i mean because pregnancy is incredibly traumatizing and hard so why would you think that that would be just an easy decision to make? Like, oh, I'm just going to give away the child that I've, I've, I'm literally growing a human. Do you know how incredible that is? Do you know how, like, this human is taking everything from me? Like, my, my whole body is, they have taken my over my body. Mm-hmm. This is my creation. You don't think that after nine months, nine to ten months of that, that I am like, Hold on, wait. It's mine. You don't think that? Yeah, yeah and you brought up a good point because the, the people I've heard say that are usually male. And if they're not male, uh, they're usually a, a woman that that hasn't um, carried a child. Um, but... All of the, this, whether it's the, the, the repeal of Roe versus Wade, whether it's the 
um, Supreme Court upholding um, some immigration law from the Trump era are all things that, that the, the Republican Party said they were going to do. I have yet to really see, other than the child tax credit, the Democrats really have a, a win. Infrastructure bill is still in limbo. Student loans is still in limbo. Joe Biden, I don't know where yet have to, like night like maybe it's me having Trump fatigue because you always knew where Trump was and what he stood for because he stayed on Twitter. Biden, I, you where is he? He's only held one press well one press briefing as president. Mm-hmm. Where's where's where where is he at? Where is Kamala? Where is um uh, Blinken or I'm trying to think of his uh, secretary where 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 is the people from the administration? I I don't know if y'all need to put Biden in a wheelchair and wheel him out, prop him up, something. It is, I mean, it's the absentee presidency for me. Like one of my friends was like, do we even got a president? That's really how I, how I feel. And I think he gets away with it because people are so excited to not hear anything about the president after being overloaded with Trump for ever. Which... But I, 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 you go to the grocery store, grocery prices is up a lot. A lot. Inflation is up a lot. I was told it was temporary. I, 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 this is a long temporary. Mm-hmm. Everything going up but salaries. And I ain't really heard Biden address. What are you going to do for inflation? i even say this. Kanye West, when Katrina hit, said George Bush don't care about black people because he did a, a little bit of a flyover. He ain't land in New Orleans. I heard of Biden going to New Orleans. I, I saw he went to New York. But when where when, when he where when he going to New Orleans? He not. I'm just saying we 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 held Trump to this godly standard. We held we we held Bush to this standard. Why is Biden? Why is it okay for Biden to get a pass? And what I'm real scared of is 2024. The Democrats march out Joe Biden and the Republicans march out Donald J. Trump. What do we do as millennials? I'm going to take my ball and go home and cry if that's the case. 
Because you can't tell me in a country of 330 million plus people, we can't find two better candidates. But not only that, we need to move away from older people being in office. Yeah, the, the, what's that? Like the average age of a U.S. senator is like 70. That is not reflective of our population. White male. Why do we have people oh, who white male. will not be here in a couple years making the laws that will affect us for the next couple years and our planet? So would you be in favor cause like to be president, president, to be a U.S. senator, to be a U.S. rep, you have to have be a minimum age. Do you think it should be a maximum age? Once you reach yes. 70, deuces. I think it should be a maximum, and I think that the minimum also can be decreased. Okay, so the the, the minimum right now for president is 35. 35. So. I wouldn't mind it being 30. What, what's your thoughts around 30? What's, what's, what's the why around that? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like it's a little archaic to have it as 35. I think that because the life expectancy was a little lower, 35 was considered a probably a more mature age then. Um, but 30 is, to me, old enough to have gotten the experience um, and education likely needed to be president. Um and to to have developed some kind of passion and understanding for people in some kind of way um and being mature enough to handle that position like i just i feel like 35 is a um, little old um I'm, I'm not gonna disagree with you there i guess my concern is and it's not really even a concern it's just like if we decrease the age, we I feel like it has to be some other fu- fundamental changes on how you get elected. Like True. It, it shouldn't cost a like President Obama like he raised like a trillion dollars to and, win the presidency. But that's another thing too, and they shouldn't be getting backed by these million dollar organizations and corporations. So. And if you <clears throat> look at <clears throat> the other democracies, there are several political parties. Like how we got this two-party system, like that's a whole history lesson. But I'm always amazed when you when you look at countries in Europe, they have multiple parties. I don't want to call myself a Democrat or Republican. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't consider myself either. I, I, I want any party to, to really have to work for my vote. And it, we talked about this, I think, on the the very first podcast that, that you were on just as a, a guest at the time. Ansel Davis advocated for black people forming their own political party. I am 100% behind that. Like, I'm, I'm in 
Complete agreement. I just don't know how it would happen because I do feel like part of the reason why um, blacks support the Democratic Party and have and allow them to set the agenda is because it's convenient. And what I mean by that is I voted. I ain't got to do nothing else. I did my part. But if we form our own party, then we really got to start putting in some money, really campaigning. Like, I feel like it's it's so much more that, that would need to happen in order for blacks to form this, this political party that, that Angela Davis is advocating for. And I don't think, to be honest, I don't think we got the work ethic. I don't think we have the work ethic, the motivation, or the knowledge. And which, which is scary. And I, I do think it's a shame, like, and I think I've shared this before, but I was a huge Cory Booker fan in the Hillary Collection. I feel like Cory Booker has forever won my heart, rightly or wrongly, like, he sent me a letter on my wedding day, so I'm a little biased. I'll say that now. But I remember talking to people about Cory Booker, and they were like, well, he's not going to win because America's not ready for another black president. What happened to just being qualified? And that's what I mean. It's not about that anymore. And it's... I, I find it amazing, like, when the 2016 primaries were happening, you had, like, 14 other Democratic candidates other than Joe Biden. And you can't tell me none of them on the stage were... He was more qualified than all of them that were on the stage. We knew whether or not you were qualified did not matter when the most qualified candidate in history lost against the most least qualified candidate in history. Are you talking about the 2016 election? Yes. So I'm going to throw this out here. You can disagree. I feel like black people sabotage Hillary Clinton, too. Why do you say that? I don't think we were all... I don't... I, me, personally, I wasn't completely sold on her as a candidate. But I also... I feel, also think that sexism played a huge part in it, too. And for me, it had nothing to do with sexism. Okay, I'm not saying it did. I'm, I, I was I just throwing that out there. I know. I, looking back at it, and why I say I feel like we sabotaged her, is that 1994 crime bill that was signed by her husband came to, to bite her in the butt. I think that was a big hindrance in her election. I also think she took black people for granted, though. Because she didn't come to Detroit too often. She didn't go to Philly too often. 
She ain't got in Milwaukee too too often. And that's what I mean. But she used to be making sure she was trying to relate to black culture on Ellen and on different TV shows and having Beyonce perform and stuff. So, I don't know if we sabotaged her or she sabotaged her own campaign. But I do feel like the... It's funny because I heard a few people talk about Biden in the 19... 1994 crime bill, but not as many people that, that held Hillary Clinton responsible for something, her, her husband signing the law. But I, I've always found it amazing that we block out when we talk about the 94 crime bill that most black politicians at the time were in favor of it. Mm-hmm. And to be honest... Nixon won because he was, was going to be tough on crime. Reagan, too. War on drugs. Yep. So, in, in some aspects, the, the Democrats were playing to what was winning. And, I mean, psychologically, I think that it goes back to that whole prison, well, school to prison pipeline, the whole um, black people being advocates for white privilege without realizing it. Like, we were pushing a 1994 crime bill, a bill that was going to harm our community. So, I never got, you had all these people hollering at Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, but all these black marriage was behind it. Charlie Rango was behind it. All these other black politicians was behind it. But they got a pass. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think we sabotaged too her, her her being a viable candidate. I also think people thought there was no way in hell Trump was going to win. Yep, I agree with that too. Because I remember telling people he got a chance and they would look at me like him crazy. Because a lot of us stayed, stayed home. But I do feel like if the Democratic Party or whatever party wants our vote, I feel like as millennials, like we need to make them work for it. I agree. And I feel like too often we hand it to them. And then I feel like we we hand it to them and then we don't hold them accountable. We don't write. We don't call. We don't email. Hell, most millennials don't know who their U.S. senator is or their U.S. rep. Which is fair because I don't know mine. Well, your U.S. senators are Debbie Stabenow and Gary Peters and... Oh, I know those names. Your rep might be Brenda Lawrence. All people I personally um, like. Um, but and and I and I think that's something else we we have to wrangle with is how to. Because being a millennial is hard, especially a, a, a younger millennial. you got so much going on in your life. How do you 
balance that and hold these politicians that, that made the promises accountable. And how do we get candidates that 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 like an Andrew Yang, a Cory Booker, and Elizabeth Warren? To me, that would have been more beneficial to us. How do we actually support them and give them the push that they need to be the 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 candidate? Because I feel like if Elizabeth Warren was president right now, she would have canceled student loans on the first day she was in office. I agree. I, I feel like she would have been like, I'm president, this is what I'm going to do. I can just deal with it. So I guess my, my question to millennials is, is 2022 will be here before we know it. 2024 is, is approaching. How do we get our agenda across? How, how do we get the, the ice cube agenda that we want? Cause I ain't famous, so I don't, I, I don't know how we get them to pay attention. And I, I can't rap like Tupac and write, "Dear Mr. President," because Biden and the Democrats made all these promises, and I personally ain't seen other than the COVID dollars that went to the school system, which I I feel like. That's a drop in the bucket, but how do you guarantee that money long term? You got all these school districts rushing to spend this money because they got two years to spend it. Wouldn't it been a better investment to say for the next 60 years, we going to offset the some of the cost that, that occurs in cities, urban education centers? I think that, like when you said, how do we get them to pay attention to us? I don't think that it's a matter of getting them to pay attention to us because they don't care. So how we make them care to me? We don't. We pay attention to those that do. And we... I don't know. Why do we try so hard to make those that we know don't care, care? Instead of putting our focus into the ones that do. Could we, could we push, like, I would like to be able to, like, find, like, a millennial my age and be able to push, like, like a grassroots candidate for, for president. I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure somebody out there, 35, 40, that care that they gotta have a lot of the same issues and that that we got, mm-hmm. but they they somewhere trying to get this major party to notice them. Like, do do we need a millennial party? Black millennials unite. <laughs> I like that. BMU. Because. Because I feel like you got all these older Democrats or Republicans. They ain't got the same issues that we got. They getting Social Security. We just hoping Social Security still around. Like, and I just read something. Social Security is supposed to be, like, gone by 2034. Yeah, and that sucks. So, 
Where the money that they take out of our check, where is that going? So when Social Security first was created, there was like 66 workers for every one retiree. Now it's um, one worker for every three retirees. And you still got a bunch of baby boomers that haven't retired yet. So that's the thought is uh, when all the baby boomers do retire, it won't be enough money <laughs> in the system because it won't be enough workers to support it. Hmm. Which means, and that's the other thing, these politicians, they all are retirement. They don't care what's going to happen in 20, 30 years because they ain't going to be here. They're going to be dead. So they don't really care about leaving us with $17 trillion in debt. Social Security not going to be around because they ain't going to have to be the ones to figure it out. Why should they care about climate change? They're not going to be here when the burn, planet burns itself up. Right. And I'm just thinking, like, the Black Panthers, like, they were young when they formed the Black Panthers, and they got people to care about their issues. Maybe we find start a millennial uh, pack and give money to that and actually go out and find candidates that got got some of the agenda items we actually care about. Because I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, if they trot the, the same cast of characters out again in 2024, I don't know what I'm going to do. But you can't tell me y'all can't do better. Right. And I'm going to be honest. Uh, black girl magic, Kamala Harris got elected, but her vice presidency has pretty much either been terrible by all accounts or non-existent by my account. Mm-hmm. Where, she, where is she at? Where is her signature? Like, I remember when Obama was president, like, you saw Biden giving speeches, doing other things. The one thing Kamala Harris right now is most known for is her debacle in Mexico. Would it take Biden running for president with somebody else in 2024 to get reelected? Oh, I never even thought about that. Mm. I'm not sure. And I, I'm still going to support Kamala because I, I don't think she's been treated right, particularly by people on the right. Like, saw somebody the other day selling T-shirts. Joe and the hoe got to go. Whether you disagree with her politics or what she's done, like, she still at the end of the day is a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't see how you can just refer to her as, as a hoe. As much as I disagree with Donald Trump and Mike Pence, that's still with the president and the vice president of the, of the United States. I'm just worried that 
and especially maybe because I am a history teacher, that millennials and, and younger people don't see themselves in the political process. It's not welcoming. Like, I also agree with J. Cole. He said on a song, like, we pay taxes. Why can't we decide where our taxes go? Mm-hmm. Like, we should be able to vote on our phone. We should be able to vote on where some of our tax dollars go to. Why do the politicians all get to dictate where where the money gets spent? Because, shoot, I ain't had no power. Like, if... I, I want to vote to to get rid of some of these electric companies and make them more responsible for outages or something. I want to I want to fund climate change. Mm-hmm. Like Biden keeps touting this infrastructure bill. What are we doing about this planet that literally? exploding uh, like on its last leg okay yeah like you got hurricanes popping up everywhere you got dubai got so hot they had to make it rain you got michigan having the uh, top 10 rainfall july was the hottest month on record And one of the things that Biden says, I care about climate change, but we going on a year and I ain't really seen nothing. Except you join the Paris Peace Accord and solidarity. But where's the action? Where is Joe Biden? Like, I feel like I'm playing where's Waldo with the president. We don't see him. If if Trump did the same thing Biden has done, we would be up in arms. Where is the vice president? Where, where, where are these people? Hell, I would take Jill Biden at this point. What's she doing? Don't we usually hear from the first lady? Yeah, by, by now, usually the first lady had her agenda set. But she... Is she still working her normal job? She, so I, that's a good question. I know when he was elected, she, the plan was for her to continue um, her her job as as um, a, a teacher, a professor, what have you. I, Jill, talk to your husband. You in education? Tell him to cancel my student loans. I'm I'm surprised they haven't come out and said her her signature legislation her her signature program is going to be something education. I keep waiting. I keep clicking my heels together like I'm um, Dorothy on the Wizard of Oz. Like it's like all kidding aside, like it is very depressing to be a millennial. I agree. It is very much so. You can't really afford the American dream of home ownership. If you got so much student loans, you you're gonna die with them. 
you're seeing the planet just blow itself up. And the person that we look for for leadership is non-existent. And we keep being told this, uh, this is our best options. I don't I don't know where we go from here, America. I, I like to be optimistic, but it is really scary. Like and for those that aren't a millennial, just add fifty thousand dollars in debt to whatever you have right now. Because the average millennial that I know has at least $50,000 in debt, if not more. So add that debt, add a couple of kids while you add it, if you got kids, and figure out how you would pay your bills at a millennial salary that's not keeping up with inflation. You got any closing thoughts? I really just hope like somehow we just start caring a lot more and um, fighting voter suppression, um, making sure that that voting is equal is equally accessible for everybody. And I hope all of this happens within the next couple years. And I'm going to close with this. I hope as a, as a black man, man, that we start support, really supporting women candidates. It is 2021. There are very qualified white women and the women of color that we don't support. That has got to change. The, the sexism in politics needs to die. Mm-hmm. There are too many men making decisions that affect women and the women don't get a say. It is time. If, if, not, if nothing else happened by 2024, we need to wake up and realize that women have a voice that needs to be heard and supported. So we will see y'all, see y'all next time. I'm going to leave that. I, I, let's actually do a podcast on that. How can we as a society better empower women, but particularly women of color? I like that. <laughs>